0: Taiwan on Tuesday reported 35,914 local COVID cases and 103 COVID-related deaths. With epidemic conditions generally improving, Health Minister Chen Shijun was asked if quarantines for arriving passengers could be dropped in favor of a week of self-monitoring of health conditions.
1: Chen remained relatively reserved on the issue. <laughs> We feel the risk
2: is still too high to completely drop the mandatory quarantine. I think we still need to keep an eye on the situation. In the U.S. and Europe, they are seeing a roughly 20% increase in cases, mostly driven by the BA5 subvariant. So with this risk still present, I think we still need to keep a bit of an eye on it.
3: uh
2: Right now, we are still reporting around 30,000 cases per day. When South Korea announced a lifting of restrictions, their daily case count was comparatively lower. So I think we need to get to a lower number of cases, but it's hard to say what that number should be.
1: Because traveling abroad is still difficult, domestic travel remains the best option for most. The Transportation Ministry hopes to spur on travel during the hot summer season with subsidies. Starting July 15th, travelers can get subsidies of up to 1,300 NT per night while using qualified accommodations. It's the height of summer and it's hotter than ever but face mask rules are still in force and that means breathing is harder than it might otherwise be.
0: Experts say wearing a mask in hot weather can cause health problems. Forgetting to hydrate is a risk too. We spoke to toxicologist Zhao Wei to hear some tips on how to stay COVID safe and still breathe easy this summer.
4: In this hot and humid weather, it's very tempting to take your mask off. Motorcyclists pull theirs down for a moment at the red light and take a gulp of water. Others leave their nose uncovered or
3: forego a mask entirely. It's very stuffy with a mask on and you sweat. Your face is covered in sweat. You take it off and your face is dripping. I don't think that's much good for road safety.
4: As the temperature climbs, wearing a mask becomes more and more of a pain, sometimes
3: literally. Experts say that heat stroke is a real risk. It's because there is carbon dioxide in our breath, inside the mask, and it is indeed very likely to increase the traces of CO2 we breathe back into our bodies. Of course, that could cause dizziness, laboured breathing or symptoms like dehydration. Many people might wonder if they're having a heat stroke. Wearing a mask does make it likely you'll inhale more CO2.
4: That can result in symptoms that look like heat stroke for some, such as fatigue, headaches or distraction, especially in hot weather. And because drinking water is not possible when you've got a mask on, dehydration is also more likely. Experts
3: say there are three groups that are at special risk. Older people may not be very sensitive to their body signals, so older people must take special care to get lots of water. People who are bedridden as well, they may not have such good control over their limbs. And then there's little children who may be unable to notice that they need appropriate hydration or to take their mask off at suitable times.
4: This toxicology expert says that Korean-style or 3-D masks are a good choice because they make breathing easier. Limiting time spent outdoors is another strategy. Until rules on mask-wearing relax, we'll all have to take care in the summer
0: sun. On Monday morning, Japan spotted Ch- Chinese and Russian warships sailing past the Diaoyu Tai Islands or the San Kaku Islands, one after the other
1: the Japanese defense ministry believed this to be a concerted action between the two countries, just like an earlier excursion by Russia near Taiwan's east coast.
2: On July 4th, Japan's defense minister announced on Twitter that a Chinese frigate sailed in the contiguous zone of the Diaoyutai Islands, which Japan calls the Senkaku Islands and claims as its territory. This is the fourth time China sailed in the contested waters.
5: Since the Chinese Navy's hospital ship last sailed here four years ago, back in June 2018, this is the fourth time a Chinese naval ship entered the contiguous zone around the Senkaku Islands.
2: Spotted before the Chinese frigate was a Russian vessel at 7:05 a.m. Later at 7:44 a.m., the Chinese warship appeared, which stayed in the contiguous zone for six minutes before sailing away. The Russian ship left later at 8:16 a.m. Japan believes this to be a concerted effort between China and Russia.
5: Japan has already expressed to China through diplomatic means our strongest concern and protest, and has also demanded that anything of this nature not happen again. China's naval and air forces are active and expansionist in their military actions around our territories.
2: Earlier on July 2nd, Russia also had three warships sail northward past eastern Taiwan. A retired army general wondered why China did not protest against Russia's excursion.
5: Russia arrived near Taiwan's waters. Why wasn't China protesting? Why does China whine so much when it's the US and not Russia? Is Russia not a country but part of China? What nonsense? Where's Dali Jian now? Why isn't Dali Jian mad? He should be condemning Russia. Or maybe China thinks Russia will help it attack Taiwan. But is China helping Russia invade Ukraine? Let me tell you, Russia's a realist through and through. Russia's only flexing and showing off its Pacific fleet. There's a famous story of how an ugly woman imitates a beautiful woman. So the ugly one sees the beautiful one and thinks to herself, maybe I should do something too, otherwise I won't measure up. This coming rim pack is the largest ever with 26 countries. So there's this large military exercise and China feels all alone, so it sailed around.
2: China and Russia sent out warships just as the Rim of the Pacific exercise was about to begin, only to irk their neighbors even more. At a press conference on Tuesday, politicians and rights activists shouted slogans calling for a focus on atrocities in Xinjiang. July 5th marked the 13th anniversary of an uprising in the autonomous region of China.
5: We are commemorating this day to remind everyone not to allow this kind of ethnic cleansing to continue happening. On July 5,
2: 2009, a peaceful demonstration in Xinjiang's capital Urumqi turned into bloodshed. Since then, Chinese officials have ramped up their oppression of Uyghurs. In recent years, there have been worldwide concerns that China's re-education camps in the region have been engaging in forced labor. The issue has caused the U.S. to impose sanctions on China, and since last year, the import of cotton, tomatoes and other products that are believed to be the product of forced labor in Xinjiang have been banned by Washington. Civic groups in Taiwan have called on the government to implement similar legislation.
5: At the Copenhagen Democracy Summit and in Washington, there has been discussion about democracies working together to contain authoritarian China. If you buy products made in Xinjiang by Uyghurs or other Chinese minorities through forced labor, then you are supporting this tragically brutal behavior by the Chinese government. For example, take this bottle of tomato juice that's been sold on the market now. On the label, it says the ingredients have come from Xinjiang. I hope the Taiwanese companies can look at the whole picture and see how China's evil actions are affecting the supply chain."
2: The group called on the central and local governments, as well as companies, to put focus on human rights issues. Exiled Uyghur and democracy activist Wu Kaishi also called on both ruling and opposition parties to take a firm stance on Xinjiang. <laughs>
5: It's hard to survive humiliation, and grievances can't be completely resolved. As a Uyghur, this is something I'm deeply aware of. If we express our support for Uyghurs and our support for freedom and democracy, we will become more visible to the world and more respected.
2: Activists hope the public can show their support for the plight of Uyghurs and stand up to China's hegemony and violation of human
1: rights. To promote human rights education, the National Human Rights Museum held a series of workshops and discussions to equip creators with tools to present Taiwan's human rights stories from multiple perspectives.
0: Let's take a look.
6: Students participate in workshops on topics such as human rights, Taiwan's authoritarian history, picture book narratives and image composition. They also visit several sites of injustice and learn about victims' life stories.
1: 每天早上清晨路,听到这个门的开始,飘一顿。Each
3: morning, if you heard the sound of the door opening and slamming, it meant that something major was going to happen that morning. It meant that some of the prisoners inside would be shot. My father was imprisoned and shot and we were locked outside. Because of who our family was, the district police would come to investigate us at random times.
6: This is a human rights educational picture book workshop held by the National Human Rights Museum. The museum selected 12 groups from a total of 44 applicant groups to participate in 19 workshops. Participants came from diverse professional backgrounds such as comic writing, education, illustration, and literature.
3: You can think about the relationship between this point and this line and what kind of mood it presents. Usually, such improvisational creations will reflect how you feel in the present moment or your personality.
6: The National Human Rights Museum hopes to give creators more resources and opportunities to publish books on human rights and promote human rights education through different artistic mediums. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Lee Hunt in Taipei.
1: With the local elections now only four months away, speculation about who the DPP will put into the Taipei mayoral race is mounting. Chen Zizhong has been a popular choice in public opinion polls, as well as among DPP lawmakers and councillors, but the health minister has not announced his intent to run.
0: Meanwhile, some speculate that delays by the DPP in announcing its plans are causing potential candidates to lose interest.
2: Health Minister Chen Shizhong on Tuesday attended a talk on chronic diseases, but public attention was still focused on whether the minister would run for Taipei or a new Taipei mayor in the upcoming local elections. Rumor has it that President Tsai Ing-wen is still waiting to hear from former Vice President Chen jen ren on his intentions before the DPP announces its candidates. The delay has caused frustration among some would-be candidates, including DPP legislator Luo Zhezheng, who has said he doesn't plan to run. There's also speculation that Chen Shizhong has lost interest in the
1: Elections
5: I didn't make any announcement about the elections to begin with, so of course I haven't said anything about backing out. Right now I'm just focused on doing a good job with pandemic response measures.
2: With only four months to go until the local elections, it is said that there are now two camps in the DPP with regard to the party's candidate for Taipei. One camp is strongly behind Chen Shih-jong, and it already has an office and advertisements at the ready. The other camp is throwing itself behind Chen Jian-ren, the former vice president.
5: It's nothing but fake news coming from the Pan Blue camp and the Taiwan People's Party. They've been causing trouble for two years now. Chen Shizhong's ability to react to situations quickly, his patience and composure, and his ability to lead the team have garnered confidence in him at a grassroots level. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: Chen Shizhong is indeed the candidate that the grassroots level most hopes for. He is highly popular and draws a lot of attention, showing that there are considerable expectations for him to run. In the past, he was the one supporting the leadership. If it becomes his turn to assume the leadership, he will certainly shine.
2: Legislators and city councillors alike have expressed support for Chen Shizhong, and in a public opinion poll, 54% of respondents chose the health minister over former transport minister Lin Jialong and former VP Chen Jianren.
5: I think this type of public poll is just people reacting in a way they find interesting. You can't really rely on this type of response. It's not quite the same as public opinion.
2: It's still up in the air about who the DPP will choose as its mayoral candidates. But with the decision dragging on, interest from candidates is waning. Nevertheless, Chen Shizhong remains a popular choice among those polled, should he end up in the running.
0: Following rate hikes and tighter financial regulations, Taiwan's housing transactions for H1 has decreased 2.2 percent
1: year-on-year. Realtors say housing prices may fall by around 10 percent next year. Buyers for private use are advised to hold out for the dip.
2: Taiwan's housing market transactions are set to contract in the third quarter. A realtor said that as the government clamps down on real estate speculation, investors are gradually exiting the market.
5: Transactions in the second half of the year can simply be summed up as gone are the good old days. Prices will no longer break records. Transaction volume will no longer go up.
2: Housing transactions have slowed amid the central bank's rate hikes and financial authorities' lowering of banks' loan-to-value ratios. In June, transactions in Taiwan's six special municipalities fell by 15 percent year-on-year. Compared to the previous month, transactions in Taipei fell by more than 20 percent. Yet comparing H1 transactions between 2021 and 2022, the downward trend holds at a 2.2 percent decrease. Billy Yen said this is not a year for buyers.
5: We cannot say for sure that housing prices will go up in the second half of the year. The opportunity is gone for sure. It's really quite straightforward. Housing prices can only stabilize. Ask for a high price and wait for buyers. Trade a bit lower. But if you want to sell higher than the price you bought for, the chance is basically zero in the second half of the year. Best case scenario, you sell 5 to 10% less than what you originally paid.
2: At present, around 310,000 properties have changed hands since the beginning of the year, only 30,000 less than the total number of transactions last year. If transactions remain around the same by the end of the year, Yen estimates housing prices may fall by around 10 percent next year. He suggested those looking for personal used properties to be patient.
0: Taiwan is on track to become a super-aged society by 2025. It is estimated that by then, at least 20 percent of the population will be over the age of 65.
1: Looking ahead to the health care needs of this demographic, the government has launched a line account where users can test themselves for dementia symptoms.
0: The government encourages older adults to use the resource to detect dementia early and get intervention.
2: Family members' assessment
3: of the senior.
6: Scan the QR code or type in the name of the line account, then register and answer 14 questions in the assessment test. This line account, launched by the Health Promotion Administration, lets older adults test themselves for signs of dementia. It also offers resources to those who need medical treatment.
0: ″Taiwan
4: is an aging society. We may consider the decline of our bodily functions to be inevitable, but as a matter of fact, this decline can be prevented or slowed down. Through the LINE messaging app, older adults can evaluate themselves or their family members can help them. There aren't many questions on the test, only 14 questions pertaining to six major topics. The test shows them which faculties can be improved.
6: Users who want to speak to a doctor about dementia can use a LINE account to find a medical institution near their home.
4: First, the account is very easy to use. The browsing interface is simple, and the registration process is simple. You don't have to worry about information security. The account offers resources in the form of text and videos. Searching is very user-friendly, and you can find medical institutions. The account is offered in four languages. What is healthy aging? Healthy aging is the process of maintaining one's physical and mental functions. When you get older, there will be a decline in those functions. Early intervention is important. The Health Promotion Administration hopes that through the line account, elders can detect
6: dementia in its earliest stages and seek intervention. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang
0: and Li Han in Taipei. Have you ever had free tofu? If you grew up in Miaoli's Tongxiao Township, you might have. A stinky tofu shop in the township lets kids eat for free if they get a perfect score on an exam.
1: The shop is beloved. For its delicious traditional flavors as well as a decades old tradition of supporting young scholars.
2: Soft white tofu is dropped gently in the pan. It sizzles and crackles in a symphony of sounds while deep frying. When the skin starts to turn golden and crunchy, it's ready. The glistening dice are taken out one by one. This stinky tofu shop has been beloved by residents of Tongxiao Township, Miaoli, for three generations. Stinky tofu is usually served with pickled vegetables, but here you can get either assorted pickled vegetables called pao cai or just pickled cabbage called suan cai. A real treat for connoisseurs of pickled vegetables.
5: First, you put the suan cai inside the tofu. You eat that, and then have a bit of pao cai to go with it, which cuts the oiliness.
2: And then there's the traditional tofu. Children queue in front of the stall. This kid has an exam paper in his hand. He got full marks. That entitles him to a free dish of stinky tofu. For 40 years, this shop has offered free tofu to children who get 100% on their exams to encourage local kids in their studies. The founder of the shop first made the promise and it's stuck for decades.
5: We've offered that promotion for more than 40 years and we still offer it today. We continue the vision of my grandma, never stopping, always trying to encourage children.
2: The current owner says her grandma had to cut her study short prematurely because of poverty, so she vowed to use her cooking to encourage children to try their hardest and make the most of school. The tofu reward is a local legend both for its flavor and for its spirit.
1: On Tuesday afternoon, a national alert was issued for the second day in a row as heavy rain pummeled cities and counties nationwide. Thunderstorms struck some areas, and roads in parts of Taoyuan were inundated with rainfall.
0: Police were dispatched to direct traffic, and in Xinju County's Guanxi Township, there were landslides that filled Newland River with mud.
5: In mountainous areas in the central and northern regions, as well as in greater Taipei, Hualien and Taidong, there were still thunderstorms in the afternoon. The weather on Wednesday is going to be similar to that on Tuesday. Over the coming week after Thursday, Taiwan's weather will grow increasingly stable as the Pacific high-pressure system extends itself.
0: After Thursday, as southwesterly winds turn into southeasterly and southerly winds, atmospheric moisture will be reduced and hot summer weather will set in until Monday next week.